And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? This is Andrew Morgans, your host, founder of Marknology, here with today's guest, Tanessa Shears. Uh, I'm really excited to kind of learn about what you do and um, really dig into that. I know we were talking a little bit before the show, but I, I've saved a lot for the show. We're going to get into it. Before we get started, shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, Fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Tanessa, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, uh, I don't always get to talk to uh, people that biohack, so mm -hmm. it's going to be fun to kind of know, to yeah. learn a little bit about what you do and how you got into it. Um, let's start there. You know, um, okay, so before, let's back up, uh, start wherever you want, but let's get a little, um, you know, insight into how you got into fitness and how it's evolved to where it is today. Yeah. So I actually got into fitness completely by accident. Cause I used to be one of those kids who would like show up late to gym class just so I'd miss the timed run at the beginning. Like I hated the whole, this is like when I was like 16, I hated the idea of sweating and then being sweaty all day at school. But, um, I used to lifeguard a lot and we had to teach a lot of swimming classes. And when you're in the water for a long time, it gets really cold. So they offered me this opportunity. They're like, Hey, if you want to teach an aquafit class, you don't have to teach somebody swimming lessons. And I was like, sign me up. So at the time I was doing a communications degree in university and through the process of learning how to become an aqua fitness instructor and getting the certification, I was like, this is so cool. So like in the blink of an eye, I changed my degree to biomedical physiology and really honed in on the study of fitness. And it was so fascinating. And, you know, it did what everyone does. Started working in the big box gym, got my experience there. And then someone said to me, they're like, you know, this would be a great opportunity to start your own business. And I was like, no, 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 that's for people that are older and more experienced and have all these, you know, accreditations and stuff like that. And they're like, no, go for it. So 2014 became a personal trainer and, you know, worked really hard at that, grew my business to six figures really quick, um, really loved doing what I was doing. But when I started looking at my clients, I was like, huh, I bet I can get them better results. I don't feel like fitness is the whole answer. So that's when I started getting, you know, some certifications and education in nutrition. And I started learning about how hormones affect the body and what food does to our hormones. And as my education grew and everything expanded, I started like learning about how sleep affects us and how stress affects us. And then one day I just looked around and all my clients were entrepreneurs at that point. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is who needs this. We're all run into the ground and tired and stressed out and health gets put on the back burner. So this is kind of how I'm going to bring it all together for these people who, who need to be able to work at 90% of their performance capacity. So it's not really life coaching or lifestyle coaching or fitness coaching. It's kind of all of the above in like how to pull them all in together. Yeah, exactly. Because when you look at like all things like you have your health and that might include sleep and nutrition and movement and all of stuff like that, like at the end of the day, we all know what foods for the most part are healthy and what ones are not. We all know we should be working out. 
but the question is, we're asking ourselves, like, why aren't we? So there is that total element of life coaching that comes in there when I need to go in and find out, like, why are you making decisions the way you're making them? Because they're creating your current results. So what we need to do is fundamentally break down how you make decisions about these things. Because like I said, broccoli's healthy. We know cookies aren't the best. It's not what the choice is. It's why you're making the choice. So fundamentally having to restructure the process of our decision making so that we can, you know, create some standard operating procedures for our health going forward so that we don't fall back into that slump. No, I get it. And it's like, if I beat myself up all the time mm -hmm. and it's usually around not eating enough mm -hmm. or, um, you know, chimping out and, and getting a quick meal. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's either like, well, I justify that because my worst thing is to not eat at all, mm -hmm. you know, uh, as someone that's just like busy and, and it's excuses. Um, but it's usually like when another area of my pick my life picks up, then you know, it's it's that other area that starts slacking. When I first became an entrepreneur, I was in the gym twice a day. Um, I was like getting sleep, like because I was really just doing enough work to pay my bills, and that mm -hmm. felt like you know, enough. Like that was that was it. And so I was crushing on all sides. Well, as the business grows. You know, and you start valuing your time, which, you know, I used to be a bartender, so like 367 mm -hmm. an hour plus yeah. tips, you know, um, to start valuing your time, like let's just say at 150 an hour. Yeah. You know, you're faking it till you make it. And somewhere in there, it clicks mm -hmm. and you're thinking about your time and how limited it is. And you're like, I can't spend an hour, hour and a half cooking and two or three hours in the gym, even if that's a sauna, hot tub, cold plunge, like all part of it, you know? And so it was like, okay, am I spending $450 a day, $600 a day on mm -hmm. fitness and eating? That's if I cook one meal. Um, and so I remember it really, like it really hit me. And I was like, I, I'm taking too long in the gym. You know, it was just like, there's no way, like I, when I really like put a value to that as an entrepreneur, which you're trying to learn that skill, right? You're learning like the value of your time as an early entrepreneur and you learn different things and it tied into fitness with me. And it was like, okay, I'm pulling these things out. Um, these guilty pleasures, I guess, which was like, you know, that extra time. Um, so I can definitely relate. I just wanted to share that story. It's like, I can definitely relate to that. Um, and throughout different times of my career it's it's been better or worse yeah and it's almost like we go through those ebbs and flows right and we all kind of end up feeling just a little bit like you know a little getting those energy dips in the day and we're not waking up quite as excited anymore and because we've deprioritized our health because of even if we think you know we could be spending our time better right but then also taking for granted the fact that like you know, cutting into our sleep and missing out on healthy meals actually takes away from the productivity the next day, right? So what should normally take us two to three hours is now taking us a full eight hour day and we're losing our time there now when we think we just got it back because we stopped working out, right? I think the hardest part is tracking it. Like if we could measure that, like as a, I'm like a data scientist, I guess, in my job in regards mm -hmm. to like just reading the data and making business decisions. And it's like, if I could legitimately tie in lack of sleep or lack of nutrition to dollar a dollar amount it would be so easy to make the right decisions i feel like but we look at a piece of paper and we're like look i sacrificed sleep and i got this checklist done and mm -hmm. i can visually see this checklist being done and like look at all that i accomplished and all i gave up was sleep mm -hmm. um and not really knowing how all that affects you but i think if we could really really visualize that and understand that we wouldn't make the same decisions 
Yeah. Well, one of the things that I love to do, like, cause I, I love data as well. And especially looking at sleep metrics and I love looking at my client's sleep metrics and specifically seeing like, all right, when we're looking at, you know, how much deep sleep and how much REM dream sleep you're getting, when we're looking at that, when those ratios are off and you're not waking up feeling that good. Like how much time are we losing there? Like what, what do we feel like when we're working out? Do we kind of feel like we're going like, oh, what's the name of that thing I'm trying to remember? Like how many moments like that are we having? So looking at kind of clearing out that brain fog, which is Tons. rampant. Tons of those moments. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually a, a good sign of an underslept brain sometimes. <laughs> Clear that cash. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, that's happening way too much. Yeah. I'm either trying to use too fancy of words or I guess I'm missing sleep. I'm not sure where. Yeah, well, because um, sleep so, too isn't just, sorry, sleep too just isn't about like, you know, we got eight hours sleep. It's about what goes on in our sleep that allows our brain to optimize, right? And work properly during the day. No, totally. It, yeah. it makes so much sense. I want to get into that. I, I really relate kind of to your holistic approach. Um, there's a lot of people, so I want space and we help brands on Amazon. And one thing that's really, um, important to me is like helping these brands understand that there's not just one thing that we're working on and that it, it really is photography and content writing and, you know, uh, refund rate and response rate and price and in stock rate and all these little things that we're paying attention to that ultimately help them grow. Um, it's not just let's run a really good ad advertising program, right? It's right. like advertising doesn't even matter. The gym doesn't even matter if you're not eating well and getting good sleep, it's a waste of time. Oh, you know, totally. So Well-rounded approach. Right. So, okay. So let's, I think it'd be kind of fun to dig into like, you know, some of my routines or habits or whatever. Yeah. And so what's it look like, you know, um, you take on a new client, I assume mm -hmm. there's a lot, lot of questions mm -hmm. like, you know, an onboarding kind of procedure where um, you're understanding what I eat on a normal basis, yeah. like how much sleep you get, what are your hobbies, how much are you getting? Like, um, those kinds of things. And then what happens next? Yeah. So the big thing that I like to determine is where is, where is the gap created between what's going on now and where we need to be. And a lot of that comes down to, we're trying to identify where all the sources of inflammation are that are creating that brain fog and that just lack of clarity and, you know, that forgetfulness and everything like that. So brain fog specifically, it's, it's more so like, like a collection of symptoms than a specific diagnosis. And it's just when we're kind of feeling tired midday, we're not feeling very good. So what we go do is we go into each of these areas, you know, we look at our foundation, which is basically movement, sleep, nutrition. And we say, okay, where are we creating inflammation there? Whether it's through the food choices we make, the timing of the food we eat, whether it's the timing of our sleep, there's so many components that go into that. And then once we master that, we look at things like mindset and chronic stress as also areas that are keeping our cortisol pumping all the time. And then finally we go into workflow and like, are we able to get five to eight hours of sustained concentrated work done during a day or does it feel interrupted and all over the place? So we really identify those gaps because then we know right where to zero on them because I don't, as entrepreneurs, our time is limited. We don't have time to go and try a hundred different things. Like I want to see, we're going to implement this this week. Next week, you're coming back to me. What worked? What didn't work? What are we doing differently? Because I don't want us wasting any time on anything that isn't giving us a higher energy return than what we had to put in to get it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Kind of like a, um, you know, your AB testing constantly. Totally. Um, and, and figuring out what works. I, I definitely have done that on my own um, in different areas. It started like I wasn't an entrepreneur. Um, 
I was going through a bad breakup, mm -hmm. like had lost a lot of weight um, and started going to the gym with a friend. And that changed, mm -hmm. changed my entire life um, from just like I wanted now that I was spending time in the gym, I wanted to eat properly to like, you know, not waste my time in the gym and get results. And then because of that, I started paying attention to my inputs. And, you know, from there, it led to music and shows and friends and all types mm -hmm. of stuff as far as like, you know, paying attention to what's coming in and what's going out. It was a lot easier when I didn't have a business and it wasn't, you know, as busy. Um, mm -hmm. So I can see now, like, I, I miss having that time, I guess, to really like assess, you know, where I was. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I come in and do. I mean, we outsource so many things. We outsource maybe our meals or we outsource our cleaning in our house or we outsource our ads. Like there are so many things we outsource. So I provide that for people in terms of like, that's my job. You get to outsource that to me. So you don't have to think about that. Right. Because if we're not constantly analyzing what's working, what's not working, we're running in circles. Right. A hundred percent. Like Tim yeah. Ferriss, definitely one of my favorites for all those reasons. Um, yeah. but you know, he's just always trying, how do you know, unless you've tried something, you know, to know if it's for you or not. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and then what does it look like if it actually works or doesn't work? Like, you know what I mean? So say you followed a meal plan. What does it look like if it works? <laughs> like so many of us don't, I like think that sticking to it means it's working, but that's not necessarily true. Right. Yes, exactly. So, okay. So like, uh, let me see if I can word this. Let's talk about some of the behaviors or like what what makes a bad client for you? Like, you know, what are they not listening to? What, you know, if you're going to be successful, like I know what makes a bad client for me to engage with, like on Amazon, um, you know, for, for you, um, you start working with a new a new client and it doesn't work out with her. Like, let's yeah. just make that story up. Like what, what went wrong? It's usually because they're not open to feeling discomfort hands okay. down. That's what it is. Because sometimes I will ask my clients like, okay, 30 days, I want you to cut out sugar and flour, not just because it's sugar and flour, and that'll come back in down the road. But I want to see what comes up in terms of all the drama <laughs> that we create for ourselves when we are met with something that challenges us. So a lot of the times I say like, it's going to be dramatic. Your brain's going to want to freak out. It's going to want to tell you all the things that are wrong, why you shouldn't be doing this, where you need to focus elsewhere, why this isn't working. Woe is me. Go into victim mode. That's what we like to do when we're faced with a challenge that feels a little bit above our capacity level. But I do that on purpose because I want to break, break that open because if we're, like I said, if we're constantly making decisions that allow us to quit over and over and over again, we need to get in there and fix that. So if a client is struggling, it's usually because they just have that unwillingness to be uncomfortable. And essentially that's what it is to be an entrepreneur. It's failing willingly and fast over and over again. And being able to sit in that when you do fail without feeling like it's not, I'm a failure. It's like, no, I screwed up or that didn't work. And that's all fine. Cause that just means I get to move on to the thing that might work quicker. The behavior, not the person. Right? Totally. Totally. Um, I think one thing for me, and this could be, I wouldn't say it's a victim, maybe more of a justification. Mm -hmm. Um, when I really try to clean up my diet, um, it's either like I haven't prepped well enough. Um, you know, ahead of time or, uh, so then I get to the meal where I should be eating. I don't want to eat something unhealthy. So I don't eat because, mm -hmm. you know, I just don't want to eat. Like I I've set a rule, like, you know, no yeah. bread or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, or it's, you know, I'm running a team. I've got 14 people here, uh, Marknology running a team, um, you know, gotta be on my shit, so to speak. Like when I'm giving mm -hmm. business advice and, yeah. and sales yeah. and like, um, and, you know, cutting carbs, 
changing your diet in a big way like that can all of a sudden just like have me off my game for several days right it's like mm -hmm. all you can think about is sugar all you can think mm -hmm. about is like caffeine um that's been one of the things that's just like look i cannot my justification is i can't afford to like bite the head off one of my employees or like you know or like not close this deal because i like have this brain i'm missing sugar um yeah. i've tried i think i go a little bit too hard maybe when i make those leaps and it just becomes like i cannot think i can't think um so yeah i can relate to that i can relate to that um you know i have no part i guess or being uncomfortable in some ways mm -hmm. it's more so um which area at a time yeah you know what it also might be a lot of the times i do work with clients on the idea of building a relationship with ourselves meaning when we say we're going to do something we do it because all every human has excuses and things that come up that sound so valid and so real and so truthful. So sometimes I find it's very hard to see our own mind and how it's processing our decisions around that. So it's, it's going in and being like, no, like this is just how you always thought nothing has gone wrong. And you know, these reasons that are coming up are just trying to keep you safe. They're just worried about things. Right. But like knowing that, our goal is when we say we're going to do something, we always have our back. Like when something goes on the calendar, you know, it's going to get done because that's the kind of person we are. Like, that's the kind of person that I want leaving working with me. And they're able to just, it's not like, a, oh, I don't know if I can keep doing this. It's just, no, this is who I am now, because I know when I set something, I keep it because that's a skill I've developed, right? Like those, that's another really good example of, of a skill that usually people are resistant to developing because of how uncomfortable it can be, right? Yeah, no, uh, it's so true. And like, I relate to that so hard. Like, yeah. um, my social media, for example, is like, it really is a place for me to post for accountability, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's like, look, I've said it, and I'm a man of my word. And like, watch it, watch it happen. You know, I put yeah. it out there, I'm making a promise to myself, kind of thing, as much as it is a promise to anyone else. It's like a promise to myself, like, hey, let's get this done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I think that can correlate or like that can transfer to all areas of life, mm. you know, when it's like, um, are you lying to yourself? Is this like a truth, you know, a lie that you said so many times you think it's the truth? Um, you know, and as someone that regularly goes to therapy, it's very related. It's very similar to, um, you know, kind of that, like, where's my synergy and what voice is talking to me at what time? And, um, you know, knowing like where you the answer you want before they start talking right like and you're like no i'm committed to this i'm going to stay with this yeah um, it's anticipating that ahead of time yeah. knowing that that's completely normal that that's coming up i think sometimes like especially when you're coming up against that for the first time like our brains like to freak out and be like what is all this cause for alarm and all this drama where it's totally normal so like you said just like oh I'm going to do this. This is going to challenge me. And all of this is going to come up and I'm just going to bring it along for the ride. It's not, you know, something that's going to stop me. Right. Yeah. Join, jump in the bus. Like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Get in the car. We're going. <laughs> I like it. So how many clients are you working with right now? Like what's, I mean, is it just, or is there a small team? Like, you know, um, I don't, I really have no uh, idea about this space in general and like the, the workload, I guess, of someone helping someone navigate all those things. Yeah. So I'm seeing five people in person still, and I've got 10 clients that are online. And so that gives me, you know, an hour a week spent with them one-on-one. -on -one. And then also I'll be following up and analyzing their numbers in the meantime. So it keeps me very busy, definitely being able to, you know, dive into someone's health and take that on as a project. 
how long how long um and you, you can answer this as vaguely or you know in uh in depth as you want but like how long do you typically work with someone to kind of get them on track and is it something they stay with uh if it's working or is it something that kind of like they you kind of help them get over this hurdle and then you know they run on their own what's what's typical yeah so i start with six months because you know i used to do three months and people are just getting rolling and that's when you really start needing the support because that's what's called like the middles it's when it's working and our brains want something new and novel. So we start screwing around with stuff and start trying all this, but it's working. Why are we changing it? So a lot of the times I found that we needed support through that. So I extended it out to six months, but the majority of my clients have been with me. Gosh, like most of my online clients have been with me between two and four years in person clients up to eight years, because at the end of the day, once you've completely optimized, there's always that component of our brain and the drama it's causing and our thoughts about things and just being able to manage stress in a way that, you know, it doesn't affect our businesses. And I find that it often turns once we get your body completely optimized, you're performing, then it turns into just coaching in general. Like they come and be like, I can't work through this. What's going on? Leave with a solution. So it usually ends up extending beyond that, but not everyone, but no, the majority no. of people. I love that. And, you know, I've seen some of the, the best entrepreneurs um, with poor health. You know, and and there's somebody like I'm just watching them. Like you look like you have everything. You know, you're a genius. You're smart. You know, you're like you know some of it's monetary, some of it's just intelligence. Um, you know, you're like you could afford a trainer, a cook, a chef. Like mm -hmm. you know, this is like seems like to be the most important thing because the business can't run without you. Um, but that stress level that you're talking about is just it's different yeah. for all different types of people. And I know that in my business, um, you know, it kind of, it ebbs and flows yeah. for sure, as far as the stress levels and, um, you know, one minute there's no issue at all with cooking an hour meal or like, you know, really cooking it in the next minute. It's like, I don't, I, I don't have time for a banana. Yep. You know, that's how you feel, <laughs> whether it's truthful or not. Right. It's like, I just, you just start feeling rattled based on what's going on. Um, so yeah, I really like, uh, you know, that you your focus is on entrepreneurs. I think that's, that's really amazing. Um, and I haven't seen really kind of a spin on that. Yet. Yeah, I find it's just such an underserved community in terms of like the, and not just like the getting the best shape of your life, because I find that while that's important, it's not like the focus of an entrepreneur. They're like, no, how can I just want to really be able to focus and I want to get a lot of crap done. And so at the end of the day, I can turn off and I can have my life. Like that's the whole reason we're in business is so that we can have life, that we can have our time back, that we can have control over it. You know what I mean? So part of it is like, I want to be able to enjoy that time at the end of the day. Like for me, I have a 10 month old baby. So I want to know that when I'm done with my clients at the end of the night and I turn off my computer, that I have the energy and the presence and to, to be with her and my husband. Like, I don't want to be like, oh my gosh. I need to watch three episodes of TV. Not that there's anything wrong with TV, but I don't want that to be a way to escape the life I'm trying to create. Like, I want to be there with my daughter on the floor playing. I don't want to be too tired for that. Like, I just don't, that's not what I want. And I feel like so many of my clients have that after work life that they're missing out on because it just either it's all work or they're so beat up that they just collapse under the TV. Yeah, you either optimize every single minute of your day so that you have an after work kind of life or you go a little bit slower, but you're working all the time, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, no, that's a, it's a great spin on, on kind of optimizing that fitness side of it as well. Cause I think that like, at least me, you know, I compare myself like in the gym in a healthy way, comparing, you know, you're looking around and you're just like, man, I wonder how much time they spend. I wonder how much time they spend. I wonder how much time they spend. 
And if they were in my shoes, you know, would it be the same? You know, yeah. like th those help, those human thoughts that just pop up, yeah. you know, and you're like, well, if I, you know, if this is the only thing I was doing, you know, yeah. um, but how do you do it? Like, you know, how do you take an hour a day and, um, you know, between fitness, sleep and eating right, like, uh, you know, getting diet right, really set yourself up to make more money. This is a silly, this is a silly story. But um, when I first started becoming an entrepreneur, I was working two jobs, I was working the nine to five and was building my client base on the side. And uh, I stayed over at my sister's house. And I was Airbnb my place. So Airbnb my place staying at my sister's uh, at my sister's, you know, to make some extra money that weekend, you're trying to just get off the ground, you know, and um, I slept on her bed. And I remember like I'd had the best sleep I'd had in a long time. And I was just like, I think something might be wrong with my bed. Um, and I just, I work out all the time. So I was just like, I'm just sore. You know, my back just hurts. Like, you know, you're just sore when you, when you're working out a lot. Um, and I was attributing it to that slept over there, had the best sleep ever. I had the best day afterwards and was just like stuck on getting this new mattress. I was like, I'm <laughs> like the first thing I buy myself, like my car wasn't even worth what this mattress was that I got, <laughs> but I just was doing all this like biohacking thinking. I was just like, okay, so if I get this really good mattress, like I'm going to sleep better. Um, if I get, if I'm getting six hours of sleep instead of eight or nine, like at least it's like really good sleep. That's better than like eight or nine bad hours of sleep. And I was just doing all these justifications to buy this thing. Um, but I did buy the mattress and I have been investing in my sleep. Right. Uh, that's how I felt about it. I was like, you know, being more rested, I'm going to do a better job. I'm going to, you know, make better decisions at work. Uh, so that same type of thinking through a product um but definitely on the same page and totally believe in if i get rest if i eat well i'm gonna be a better me i'm gonna mm -hmm. actually build my business better totally yeah exactly and it's, it's looking at that energy in energy out the energy to go get that mattress and what you get out of it and i like the idea too of like it, it's once you experience what that good sleep felt like the next day it's like is this what i've been missing this whole time and yeah. that's that moment i look for with my clients when they have that like Oh, I could never go back to feeling like that. Like I had a client that I've been working with recently and she came to me and she, she owns um, a dog walking business. So she's like always on her feet and go, go, go and like snack foods. And um, she had chronic headaches all the time and just bloating and just attributed that just to, I don't know, life. And she came in and I, I, we started playing around with her food and I said, give me one month and those headaches will be gone. And by the end of the month they were gone. And she's like, Oh my gosh, was I living like that the whole time? And we might not be experiencing it on the level of like daily headaches, but like until you know what it feels to be clear and like, it's almost like you got your own limitless pill, you know, from that movie with Bradley Cooper. It's like, yeah. how, how do you stop after this? But the nice thing is there's no detoxing off a of good sleep. It's just a freaking good sleep, right? Yeah. You just don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah, that's what I love. I like showing clients what they don't know. Actually, I like just letting them feel it and decide for themselves. I don't need to tell them anything when they wake up, you know, after like five good nights of good sleep and their their energy's cleared out. Like, it's just, it's a really good feeling. It's hard to go back from. I remember when I first started cutting dairy, like, and by no means am I like a perfect physical like specimen of like diet and working out, but like I've learned a few things just on my own and like, 
I was going through that phase, like when I was first being an entrepreneur and really thinking about all my meals and planning them out and counting, counting calories. And, um, I cut dairy and, you know, I'd always just had stomach issues. Like I wasn't lactose intolerant. I'd never tested like that, you know, so there's no reason to be like, okay, you can't have this. And I would just have cheese and milk, uh, you know, occasionally and different things like that. And when I cut it out, it was like my stomach issues were gone and it felt like, um, it was just, I don't have to feel this way by basically what I'm choosing to eat, like, because I like it, but then it causes pain. Like, you know, it just, it was like this light bulb moment that if maybe you didn't grow up in a house, um, where you're really doing or things like that, like, you know, you just wouldn't know that until you've come across, you know, either you sought it out yourself or you got a coach or like, you know, you got someone that kind of taught you those things. Um, it was really opening for me. Oh, totally. And I I remember specifically when I was reading a book and it was talking about the concept of how um, particularly starchy and processed carbohydrates really affect our blood sugar and our insulin and our energy and all that kind of stuff. And I remember I was reading in bed one night and I looked over at my husband. I was like, do you want to cut out sugar and flour as an experiment? This is like three years ago. And he's like, "Uh, what do we eat? And I was like, I don't know what we eat because I was raised in a family that had like white bread for every lunch. We had pasta for every dinner. We had cereal, like sugary cereal for every breakfast. And I literally was like, if you don't eat sugar and flour, what do you eat? And so many of my clients say that to me. And I'm like, oh, just wait. There's a whole world of food beyond sugar and flour. And it is so good tasting too. And it's like, until we take that out just to see, we don't even recognize all the food that's out there that we're not eating, you know? Are we back? Yeah, I think. Sorry, I lost you just for a second. Okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think you're just saying like until we take that out, we don't really know. Like you, you know. don't know all the food that's out there. Like I discovered Buddha bowls shortly after I took out sugar and flour. Do you know what a Buddha bowl is? No. They're just bowls full of like delicious vegetables and they're like unique combinations with really unique sauces. And like, and then I learned about this whole thing, which is my favorite, called taco salad. It's basically a taco in a bowl just without the shell, but it tastes the exact same. And it's so filling with the avocado. And for me, I'd still incorporate cheese, but like so filling, so tasty, just as good as if you were to put a. Well, guys, uh, for anyone live, I think that uh, Tanessa just dropped off. We'll see if she just, she comes back Yeah, I think I've got her. They uh, catch you. I guess flour and sugar is jumping into our show and they're not excited about you. <laughs> but I think that, I think the American side of all our listeners know what taco bowls are. We love those around here um, with or without chips. Uh, but for me, okay. For me, I always hear the, like the health nuts, if I can call them that the health nuts, the nutritionists talking about everything that's so delicious. And I'm just like, but you don't understand my palate. Like that isn't delicious to me. Um, you know, and that's kind of like something that I've been working toward, like, how do I make it where health can be good for me, even if I don't like all these things, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I think if you grow up, um, you know, more comfort foods or like, you know, I grew up around the world where, um, flour and chicken and potatoes and corn and, you know, green beans and Mexican food, you can make them in any country around the world. And so mm-hmm. you know, mom would make these kinds of things to make us feel comfortable and feel at home. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so those are the foods that like taste good to me, obviously. And so it's been a relearning of like healthy foods. Like my, I don't um, crave them. You know, I don't crave a carrot. I don't crave like broccoli, you know, and I think it's just um, some of it comes down to knowing how to cook or knowing how to supplement that or outsource it if you don't. Um, And then finding something that can work for you. You know, I think uh, when I was at my healthiest, it was um, there's a little bit less creativity. That Mm -hmm. was personal choice. There's a little bit less creativity. Um, But, you know, there was probably six, seven, eight meals I was rotating between. Yeah. You know, Um, so you got to find what works. Yeah. Well, I love looking into whole beliefs around food and everything like that. Just our thought process, what we were raised with. Um, one of the thoughts that I was offered from just, you know, someone that I follow, she, uh, she said, if it wasn't food's job to entertain you, what would you eat? Like if it wasn't its job to taste good or to satisfy a craving, if, if it was literally like, you know, gas in the car, we're not like, Ooh, this gas station is so good. And this one is not, it's just gas in the car. It serves its purpose. Like that's what we kind of want to look at is like how much of it is our conversation in our head around food. Like we always say, I want that. That looks so good. That would be a treat. Like that a lot of is our conditioning around why certain things seem so delicious and other things don't. But at the end of the day, like if food's job is not to be entertaining and it's just for nutrition, what would you choose then? Because I like the idea of getting joy. I want my entertainment and my joy from my life. I'll get it other other places from food. And you know, I get it's funny. I get sometimes pushback on that from my clients, but like at the same time, like my life is so full of things that bring me joy that I get to eat in a way that makes me be able to enjoy the rest of my life. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever like if do you know who Gary Vee is? By- yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he has this like skit or it's like I don't know, it's something that's gone around the web, but he's he, he loves blueberries. Okay? Mm. And he didn't he didn't used to be super healthy, but he's he's been getting more healthy healthier the last few years he's got a trainer and nutritionist and he's like trying to get his health in check and he'll eat and he you know he's talking about like he eats blueberries like it's his job yeah you know because they're a healthy treat for him like you know uh, but he's like I'm not here trying to waste an hour like eating lunch like this isn't like pleasure for me like you know he's like I have fun yeah. doing other things yeah um, and, and that is something I can relate to is like mm-hmm. um, growing up with simple meals like I did I don't really crave anything like really elegant don't 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 get me wrong I like going to a nice restaurant like everybody else but like I don't just crave that dessert or I don't crave sweets or I don't crave like um food really it's more like I need to get this done to go on to the next thing um so yeah like you know it it is really the mindset piece and I think that relationship with food that really matters Mm -hmm. oh totally and and it, it like we said it's never about the food you're eating it's about a lot of our thinking comes down to it. It's the same way with growing a business. It's not just doing step A, step B, step C. Well, that's part of it. It's being able to stick with it and see it through all the challenging times, right? Yeah. And think of all the money you save, right? Like I know some people that just spend so much money um, just going out to restaurants or like, you know, doing those things because food is their hobby, mm-hmm. food is their pleasure, right? Yeah. Um, and nothing against that. But, nope. you know, when you're really thinking about it, what its purpose is, which is nutrition, you know, I was making a joke and this is like maybe bad timing, but I was like, you know, a, a lot of people I know around here that have gotten COVID yeah. lose their taste and smell. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, is there a pill I can take where I just lose taste and I'll just eat all this healthy shit 
all the time because uh, you know I won't have to worry about it. there's not a relationship with it I'm like it sounds kind of like a blessing really to just lose my taste and I'll just eat all this stuff um, but until we get there uh, you know it's about trying to find things that work for you um, and I think that uh, I know like every city at least in Kansas City we have plenty of people that um, you know cook to specific diets and you know so there's for that entrepreneur, there's always a solution. And, you know, in the Amazon space, I've heard, I've got nine years of beating my head against the wall, trying to talk to brands and manufacturers about the importance of being on Amazon for their business. And like, mm. you know, the, the future, and this is the marketplace. And like, it's not about if it's when, you know, and just like banging my head in that way. Um, so I understand like kind of that cognitive dissonance that people have, you know, around that, but also the importance. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely talking to myself right now, uh, you know, and, and what to get in check. Um, for me, it's been after the pandemic, like in kind of like running, not running, but just like changing all of my habits and patterns mm -hmm. and like everything that I used to do that was normal. Um, I'm, I'm back in the gym and, you know, for me, that's like, I was trying to do the home stuff and I just like ran out, ran out of speed. And so it was really about getting my routines back. Yeah. Um, and the next thing on my plate is, is definitely diet. Um, I've got the gym routine. I'm going regularly. It's time to get the diet in check. Um, and not cause I need to lose weight, but just like, you know, to eat healthy and you wouldn't put, you know, diesel in a unleaded gas in a car, you know? Yep. So, right. Yeah, totally. It's, it's one of those components too, that makes such an effect. And that's, I think that that was one of the biggest switches in my business was when I started seeing what a difference food made in addition to just fitness. Cause as a personal trainer, you're just taught the workout programs, what makes them lose weight or gain muscle. But it's like, like I have found in my personal experience that fitness counts for about 5% of your results and, you know, nutrition and sleep and all the other stuff make up the rest of it. Right. Cause you can't out exercise a lack of nutrition, poor nutrition, overeating, undereating. You know what I mean? It all has to be in balance because it doesn't just come down to calories. We're also looking at what's going on with your hormones. Right. I mean, if you're constantly in a state of high insulin, I don't know if you're very familiar with kind of how all that works, but with the hormone insulin is always high, you're going to be storing fat, right? You're going to be in a constant state of inflammation. So you're going to have brain fog. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes on beyond to just the, what we do in the gym. Right. Which I think is missed a lot of the time. No, that's good. It's like putting a paint job on something that's rotting, you know, it's going to look good for a little bit. Like, you know, you can decorate the outside. Yeah. Um, you know, no, that's so good. And I know that, um, you know, food is like, once you start studying it, it's like bottomless in regards to like, you know, Those biohacking. Oh gosh. It's like, I feel like I jumped down like a never ending funnel, but it's yeah. so much fun though. Cause I'm just like, there's so many things to try. Like, it's ridiculous how many things are available to us to feel better if we take them. Right. Yeah. And it's like, uh, on, from the business side, like when you understand that at the core of it, there's a lot of marketing and a lot of money to be made. Um, and these, there's a lot of business that's just around that. And you have to understand that, um, and understand what's being marketed to you and like, you know, um, you know, what's being sold to you and then choose what you, you know, what you want to spend your money on. Maybe it's the things not getting marketed, you know, or things mm -hmm. like that. Um, but for me, like that's, what's being pushed on you. So it's easy to make those decisions. Um, but just be real in the same way you approach any other area of your life. Uh, mm -hmm. especially if you're an entrepreneur, I know that entrepreneurs are evaluating constantly. 
um, and be like, you know, what is one area I can fix? We're talking about going into the new year. Like what's one area I can improve on in 2021. And um, I think if you started with holistic health, um, you know, everything else will fall into place. I truly yeah. Oh, totally. And that's why I like my foundation is that I feel like, like biohacking in general is just the next wave of entrepreneurial development, because it's all about like hacking your own biology and trying to implement a solution that has a return in a measurable way. We're all about discipline. We're all about seeing results. We're all about um, return on investment. And that's what biohacking is. It's it's literally the health version of growing a business. It's so neat how they tie together like that. Well, I know mindset has been at the forefront of like, you know, my attention, just understanding that like my business only grows as far as my personal growth has grown. So like, once you understand that you're like, okay, so let's just grow personal self because my business is right behind that. Um, That's the truth, at least for me. Um, And so it's been, okay, I don't even really need to focus on my business. I do, but like focusing on my business is focusing on me. And, you know, they're just so related. They're so connected. Um, Whether it's like, you know, stress levels or confidence levels or happiness levels or like, you know, they're all so tied in. And if you're happy personally, then the business is going great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, and if they're separate, then um, I'm not sure you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> like you're in, you're doing something else. You're a nine to fiver if they're separate, you know? So um, yeah, it's been really good. Let's, I want to add a couple things before we wrap up. Like yeah. one, um, I've got your website up on the screen for anyone that's in live and I'll have it in the show notes, but um, for anyone listening, where can people find out more about, you know, your coaching, your program and and kind of what you do? Yeah. So just what I offer in terms of the one-on-one program that's available on my website at tanessashears.com, but I've actually created, I call it like the entrepreneur playbook and it's my like 12 top biohacks that will increase energy so that you can have highly productive mornings and stuff like that. So I love to send people there because those are the top 12 things that I do with my clients in terms of like, we're trying to get return on our energy. We want to feel really great and it covers the best of the best. So, I mean, I have that available at tanessashears.com slash energy, and it's just a PDF guide, which will give you where you can start. If you're like, I really want to feel better. I know something else is possible for me. This is the place to start. That's where you'll get you know, get, get running, get off the ground with it. No. And, um, something that just came up, I like telling personal stuff, but, um, I have a close friend that has been dealing with like, you know, things in her hormones for several years and, um, related to insulin and sugar levels and things like that. You know, she's gone on a diet, um, that has completely changed her life around, uh, you know, the last six to 12 months. So I can, 100% 100% attest to that being true. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like if I think if most of us knew that it was just like, hey, let me change this one thing and then like I will feel this way, um, we would all jump in there. So you guys heard it like from her on where to check out the site. I do want to wrap up with one last question. We talked about, um, you know, what would make a client unsuccessful working with you. Um, and besides just saying the flip side of that, you know, which would be to be open to, suck um you know what are what are some other things that like make an ideal client for you if someone's thinking about getting a little extra help yeah being coachable meaning if you're signing up with someone and like i have my own business coach just knowing that whatever she says is always we are on the same side it is always for my benefit and that if i'm going into that experience or someone is going into a coaching experience to just be open to their solution because our brains like to fight with it and we somehow think we know better and i know my business better and you know but if we knew 
what to do, we'd be doing it already. So I love the idea of being coachable, taking solutions and running with them instead of trying to, you know, find all the ways that you could make it better or that might work, you know, if you altered it this way, just do it the way it's laid out because that's what you signed up for. If you want the full experience, go all in on it and leave the drama at the door. I love it. Um, I could say the same thing for Marknology and any brands working with us. Like um, if you were to say, hey, what made some of the, you know, the bad partnerships or like this account or this product not sell? Um, you know, it's going to be that they came in with a closed mind. They didn't want to listen to what we had to say. They weren't, you know, willing to take our advice. Uh, they, they weren't willing to invest here or to put in the time and the suck to get to this level. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's why we weren't successful. And I think that, you know, it applies to everything. Um, but in this world where information and knowledge is at our fingertips for the first time, maybe in human history, where, mm -hmm. you know, you can have a coach in Vancouver that's, you know, getting on the phone with you and caring about your sleep patterns and, you know, your diet. And that's that's a first. And so um, coaching, I think uh, is, we're just self-educating or like getting that help. You know, I've had I just had a coach in um, captivating copywriting with John Romanillo. Um, that was an area where I was, you know. I had to go in there. They were reading my writing. They were reading my emails, my website. It was, they were ripping me a new one, so to yeah. speak, you know, and it was, it's hard sometimes to just be like, okay, like, you know, good try, but like, try again, that sucked. Um, but it makes all the difference. You know, once you get past that, I think, um, you know, the results are on the other side. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Good. Awesome. Tanessa, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, thanks again to our sponsor, FullScale.io, for today's episode. Uh, FullScale, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. If you're looking to take a program online, um, you're needing that tech help that you don't have, FullScale is a great spot to start. Tanessa, thanks for sharing your knowledge. Um, I'm definitely going to be checking out that 12, uh, you know, the 12 areas to start and kind of just soaking on that. And um, I really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. See you later. See ya. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.